This is the episode you've been waiting for. If you are someone who has had any amount of depression, please listen to our next guest. Julie Lee was also a guest several months ago, and she is the author of a beautiful book, I See You, How Compassion and Connection Save Lives. That book was inspired through her journey of battling severe depression. I cannot wait for you to hear her transforming story. Do you ever think that you're running your life on autopilot? Well, that was me. For over 40 years, I was dealing with a past childhood trauma that hadn't been fully addressed. Even though I had gone to therapy and I've done different methods of healing, there was something missing and I felt incomplete. And then a couple of years ago, I realized what the answer was. My name is Lynn and I'm here to help you advance your healing to a brand new level where you can fully embrace the femininity and beautiful, sexy mama who you are. And I want to share that with you through this podcast. Myself and my guests are going to inspire you with our stories of our healing and how we have truly triumphed after trauma. All right, everybody, we have Julie Lee back with us. I am so excited. Hey, Julie, how's it going? Good. How are you? Great. And she is a wife and a mother to two amazing kids that are miracles, literally miracles that she has them. And, and she's a walking miracle. She's, if you didn't hear the first episode we did with her, um, she goes into some details about where the book came from and it's her journey of healing her mental illness and it was a really debilitating period of several years um, where her life was at risk as well and I'm so grateful Julie that you're here and that you have braved this really horrible storm that many people endure I'm so grateful you're here Thank you. I'm grateful to be here. It's an honor. Well, Julie, I, for me, with my journey of healing, one of my most challenging things has been to be vulnerable because I have felt that I have needed to um, have a cover, so to speak. And, And I've been very proactive in serving and being a good mother and a good wife and preparing great meals for my family and lots of other things that are really good and positive. There's nothing wrong with them. Yet in the whole mix of all of that, I kind of lost myself. And now looking back, I realize it's because I never really paid attention to me and I didn't really give myself enough notice, reflection, you know, checking in. Lenan, how are you today? I did not stop long enough to really ask myself that. And because of that, the idea of being vulnerable and open, oh my goodness, I, I could not even go there. I couldn't entertain it because I wasn't even recognizing where I was and what my needs were. 
Um, does that make sense? Hopefully that makes sense. Yes, it does make sense. Yes. And so reading your book, you, I mean, you were in really awful. I mean, you describe it in the, in your book, like you looked awful. You felt awful. Um, I mean, you were at, at the worst of the worst in, in your, your struggles with depression and, and you would call people to help you. You were so desperate. And I mean, that is so vulnerable. And I, I mean, it's taken me a long time to get to that point. And so I want to talk about being vulnerable and what made you, what made you call people to come and help you when like in, in a normal circumstance, it would be embarrassing. I think one reason I was able to be vulnerable is because I saw my own father struggle so much with his mental health that I knew where it could lead if I did not reach out. And I was very afraid of that. That was very anxiety provoking because I'd seen it. I'd seen how bad it can get. And I'd seen what happens when you don't reach out a lot. And so, but I, what comes to my mind when I think about why was I able to be so vulnerable and reach out to people is love. And that's the love that I feel for my husband, the love that I feel for my children. And so even in times when I had so much self-hate going on, it was those relationships looking at those people in the eyes and seeing that I was their world. I was their world. Even if I hated myself, that's not what they saw. And so it wasn't, I forced myself to reach out when everything in me wanted to cower in a corner by myself because I looked at these two little faces who just thought I was everything. And I, that was an intentional choice of, I have to do something right now because I would do anything for them. I might not do it for myself right now, but for them, I'd do anything. And so I, I feel like the vulnerability comes back to the love that I had already for these people. So even though I didn't feel it for myself, I knew they needed a mom. Those kids needed a mom. And I knew that they would not be better off without a mom. I couldn't lie to myself to that point. I couldn't convince myself that they really would be better off without a mom when I looked at those sweet, innocent faces. And so I had to get better. And that required me being super open with people and letting them see me where I was at and not covering it up because I knew that secrets would make me sick. That's what happened every time. Secrets make you sick. And I, I wasn't going to keep secrets because I knew if I started keeping secrets, we were headed to a really bad place. I had to be completely open with how I felt. And I truly believe that's a big reason I survived because I was open with where I was at. Because as soon as I started keeping secrets, things got really bad. Wow. Okay. So you learned, you learned that at, at what point did you learn that secrets make you sick? Do you remember? I want to say a wise therapist told me that. Wow. And so I don't remember the exact point in time, 
but I did notice that in myself. And I've watched that with people that I know and love. I've watched it, people that have addictions and different things. And I just, I know that's true. Right, right. Well, I, I think, I think in a sense, I do relate to that personally, because of what I was just saying before, how I was unable to look at myself in the mirror, really check in and ask myself, how are you doing? And so in a sense, because I wasn't acknowledging me and my needs and, and what I needed to truly be authentic and at peace. And when I talk about this, I'm referring to the trauma experience as a child that I didn't address it properly. I, I still had a lot of work around that. And so that's why, that's why the fact that I wasn't looking at myself in the mirror and really, I mean, that's a figurative way I'm trying to say that I wasn't paying attention to my needs. It's because I wasn't looking at what I needed to address. That's what I'm referring to. And so when I hear you talking about the love that you have for the people around you, mine, I guess mine is a little different because I loved them so much that I didn't acknowledge me. And it's kind of been, um, I've dug a hole for myself many times because of disappointment and well, wait, I taught you this and this is how I believe you showing respect and love back to me because I've loved you so much, but wait, you're doing it your own way. <laughs> so my whole identity and things have been centered around the amount of love I have had. Is that making sense? Yes. And the way people choose to show that love. Yeah. Yeah. That's a reflection on it. It was a reflection on my worth and my value in how which they, is, which is a hard place to be because you can't control that. Right. And that's, that's, what's great about self-love and self-compassion and, and choosing to be vulnerable and take care of yourself is you can choose to do that. Right. You can control that. Right. So what would you say to someone who is struggling at the moment with um, just allowing, allowing self-love, letting it in, acknowledging it? What would you say? I would say it is absolutely the best thing you can do for the people around you that you love is to love yourself first. And I would also say, that you're worth it. But even if you don't feel like it right now, if the only motivation you have is you love people around you, then do it. Then, then love yourself and learn how to love yourself. Learn to talk to yourself the way you would talk to a friend. Learn to be your own advocate because it is going to be the greatest blessing you could give to the people that you love because you're going to show up completely differently. When you really practice what you preach, you know, if you say to other people, you know, you're amazing and you're all these things and you don't believe that for yourself. It's hard to believe you. Mm. It is. You, we have to practice what we preach for ourselves if we want people to trust us. Because when someone says something to me that they don't believe for themselves, I don't, I don't truly believe they mean it. Right. 
And so even if that's the only motivation you have is to, you want to help other people, maybe you don't want to help yourselves. The way you're going to help other people is to help yourself first. And that's just the hard truth. That's the truth. Yeah. It's a little scary. It's a little scary to face that, right? It is. It's a little scary, but it's the truth. And I will also say that it is a much more rich, fulfilling, peaceful, happy life when you truly feel like you belong because you belong to yourself. You can go anywhere then and still belong. You can be your own advocate. You can be successful because you are in charge of that. And you don't need the validation of other people. Now, we all enjoy that. I still struggle with that daily, especially having a book come out where I love to hear the positive things, right? Right. But there's also been negative things, and those affect me as well. And so I have to be real careful about what I let in and what I choose to focus on. And I know who I am, right? But I wasn't always like that. And I love myself. And I wrote this book because it felt meant to be, and it was special and important, and I felt good about it. It's really not my business what other people think about it or about me. Right, right. Hard truth. (laughs) I will say that once I accepted that, and once I took ownership of that, my life transformed in the best kind of way. And I am happier. My quality of life is so much higher, so much higher. And so I just want to say you're worth it. And also it's going to be worth it. You'll never regret it to choose to love and have compassion for yourself. Yeah, that, that's a guarantee that you'll never regret it. Never regret it. Yeah. And you'll be more powerful. You'll do better at everything you do. You'll be happy. Like, it's just, you just got to take that leap of faith of try it out. See what it's like to see yourself the way you see other people. Unless you hate everyone, then maybe you just need to work on that too. (laughs) Most people I know are pretty good in trying to do the right thing. And I think you also, when you're less critical on yourself, I think you'll also find you're less critical with others too. So it's just a win-win. Like, I don't even know what other side to say of like, but this, but like, no, it, it's just, it just is. And it just is the right choice to be self-complete. Yes. Complete that full circle. Yes. Yeah. Those were amazing wise words. And I hope the listeners have, have taken some notes and been inspired. And I don't know about you, but every time I've talked to Julie, I, I get goosebumps. I know that she's speaking truth and her wisdom is, it comes from her, her experiences. And also because she is so close to to heavenly help. She is. Um, It saved her life. And um, I'm so grateful that, that Julie, you've been here again to share wisdom and to encourage, encourage listeners to really love themselves and take the step to be vulnerable and be real because how else, how else are you going to be able to be truly authentic? Really? And do you have any final words? Well, I would just go back to that to, to truly feel like, I mean, and Brene Brown, she's, she's the queen on this, but to be able to really, truly feel like you belong, you have to be authentic. 
or else you're always going to feel like, you know, would people like me if they saw me for who I really am? That's no way to live. That's no way to live. No, I would just leave it with, I see you and you're worth it. You're totally worth it. And life can be so good. And this has been a good reminder for me, right? Because I slip up, I slip up, but I do know, like you said, that it's truth. That when we're vulnerable and we're authentic, there might be some people that don't like it. I can't guarantee that everyone will like it. I've definitely experienced that. But it's not really your business what other people think. No. It's really not. No. You do what you know is right. And that's, it's like the country song. That's a life you can hang your hat on, right? That's a life you can be proud of. I'm very proud of my life. And I think that there's no turning back from here. Yay. Well, I can't wait to see what is next in your lineup. Your, your speaking engagements, a follow-up book, a TV appearance. You need to, you need to let me know. And so for, for those that would like to follow you, what's the best way for them to get a hold of you and people you've got to get, you've got to get her book. I see you. Yeah. If you just go to my website, julieleespeaks.com. So it's J-U-L-I-E-L-E-E-S-P-E-A-K-S.com. There you can find all the links where you can buy the book. There's also a bracelet with it. That's for men and women. And of course my book is on Amazon and my podcast is on the website. Everything's the website is just good for a one stop of everything we're doing. Uh, But the book is on Amazon and Walmart and I think some other places as well. So yeah. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Julie. It's been such an honor. I've loved this time with you and I, I can't wait to have you on another time. Yeah. Thank you. It's always a good time with you. There's something that I love to do and that is to learn. I love learning about my body. I love learning about my brain and how to improve and anything that has to do with healing. I just love it. And I cannot wait for you to hear our next guest. Her name is Alicia Patterson, and she has years of experience. She also has her own story of healing from sexual assault and trauma. And this journey that she's been on has taken her to become quite an expert. And we have an awesome gift in having her as our next guest, Alicia Patterson. I think it's awesome that you've spent the time with us today. And, you know, my guests and I, we have been through a lot to heal our trauma and to get to where we are today. And I hope that you've been inspired. Please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Don't forget to share it with other women who you know are looking for some more resources to help them along their healing journey. Also, go to our website, thesexymama.com, where you have an opportunity to book a call with me where we can talk together. I can assess where you are in your healing journey to see if there's more that I can do for you. And we have a private Facebook group, which is an amazing resource for you, for women only. It's called Triumph After Trauma, and I will catch you next time.